What's up, everybody? This is WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 472. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And I am alongside here with Brandon. You can go follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Chris is not with us this week, at Chris Swindog. Check out MarkingOut.com, ProWrestlingTees.com, and everywhere else you know where to find us. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and yourself? I'm doing pretty uh, good, wishing I was still in Denver. Yeah, how was Denver? Did you get any skiing in? Does skiing exist still? I don't know. I know my brother's over in Utah. Utah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to say funny like that. Utah. Utah, daddy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did get skiing in there. I went to Denver for Wait, a conference. You no, you didn't. You didn't go skiing, did you? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, Do you yeah, ski? I, no, that was my first time skiing. All right, I remember. I told you French fry and pizza. Yeah, yeah. It was my first time skiing, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the conference was great. We had. I was a co-author on a presentation. Um, it was just such a. I'm grateful for that total experience. It was so much fun. So were you good at skiing? Yeah, I was actually pretty good at skiing. I just Oh man, I, if I, only you started earlier in your life, you could have been an Olympian. Ah, uh, you know, if only, if only. Yeah, I just had to practice on like turning my ankles inward to stop. Like I could slow down to a stop, but it's tough for me to get like a sudden stop. Well, hello. I'm that's not, the I, that's the pizza aspect. Well, no, I was pizzaing. But I gotta, I gotta strengthen my ankles to kind of curve it in a little bit more. But I definitely, I could definitely see myself going skiing again. But it would have to be like a a group activity, you know. Well, so you're not a, not big into solo skiing. Yeah, I, I can't see solo skiing. Could you see? Your, did you use the poles gimmick and everything? No, no pole gimmick. What? How do you not use the poles? What did you just freeform it? Yeah, freeform. Uh, the, our instructor. So we had an instructor. It was me, my friend Vrunda and her sister. And we were just, uh, taking less. We took beginner lessons and the ski instructor was just like, you don't need, uh, to use your, the, um, uh, the poles right now, just focus on what you're doing. So we just didn't use the poles at all. Next and up surfing. Maybe, you know what? <laughs> You never know. Maybe I'll go snor- snowboarding next. Snorkeling? Snorkeling. Snowboarding. Yeah. No, snowboarding. I don't know. I think I should probably improve with skiing first. But I'm surprised. Like, I've never been skiing before. That was my first time, and it was a lot of fun. I had a high school principal ask me if I've gone. If I, He's like, oh, do you ski? And then immediately goes, oh, never mind. And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, never mind. He goes, uh, your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, yep, I, I, yep, that's the reason why I don't ski. I'm sure. <laughs> nothing for nothing, but my ski instructor was was a a big boy. Yeah, was, I don't, I don't think I could. Uh, 
physically ski anymore. <laughs> he was a high two hundred pounder. It's uh, weird when we were when we were younger, we went to like the the mountain resorts, and uh, I mean maybe like once or twice, but uh, I we like, never went during winter time though. Oh no, no, like me, like my family. Oh, look at you over here. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, other other cousins, but uh, oh, and they they went. I would want to say they went skiing. Uh huh. But I was like snow tube all the way. And that's <laughs> I was what, like, that's very... the that's the whole incident where I fell through thin ice when I went to go tobogganing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but overall, it was a great experience. I did get to go to a few lectures on, like, ankle stability and stuff like that. I feel like the lectures were cool, but, you know, the entire experience of hanging out with everyone. Uh, got to go to Coors Brewery. Oh. And that was pretty cool. Were the mountains um, blue? The mountains were <laughs> blue. The mountains were, be- like, beautiful. Um, you-, you could see them, like, from outside of my uh, hotel window. Rocky see, Mountains? Like, yeah, the Rocky Mountains, and it was just really, really cool. Food-wise, uh, what'd you do? Uh, we had we went to Indian food. Uh, went to an Indian Indian cuisine place. We went to Mexican food. Um, we went to um, let's see, a sub shop called like a Snarfs, which was actually really good. Snarf. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and then we went to Yard House. Yeah, Yard House. I guess it's a franchise I've never been to before, though. I've never but, heard of it. Yeah, me neither. I, maybe it's a West Coast thing, but um, outside of that, it was just like filling the gaps with whatever else we could fill the gaps with. Um, but it was very, very good. It was a lot of fun, and wishing I was back there. You know, um, there was. I feel like there's still so much that I wanted to get done. Like I did get to Red Rock. But I got to Red Rock at night, and it was tough to see everything. But Wait, if I can... is the place open? Uh, no. But the security guard let let us in. What? I was just like, that's weird. Yeah, I was just like, can we please just <laughs> run over there to see the amphitheater for like five minutes and then run back, please, please, please? I'm from New York. Uh, they're from North Carolina. Come on, let us in. And he was just like, okay, okay. Why? Just... Why were you there at night as opposed to daytime? Uh, we were close enough. We went to Coors Brewery, and oh, I nice. guess it's it was close enough to there instead of going back to Denver and then going back out there. And what? How did they? Uh, how, what was like? Nothing was lit up. You couldn't. They don't. Light no. It up at night. No, it wasn't lit up at night. Um, I mean, it was visible because of the backdrop, the backdrop of like the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. But it it was still very dark. Um, but it was, you can still see how beautiful it really was. And so we did the red rock. I mean, there's so much that I would have done if I had more time, like the garden of the gods, the botanical garden, I would have liked to see red rock during the day. But once like, once the conference started, we were purely working the conference. And after the conference, it was usually like, all right, let's meet, let's everybody meet up to, go get food or do this. So, and then before the conference, it was really, all right, let's uh, meet up for breakfast and stuff like that. So it was just tough to fit everything else in there, surprisingly. So I'm just, I'm very happy I was able to get like skiing in the Coors Brewery. 
but it just went by too quickly. I mean, this time last week, it w- I was getting ready to head back home. So it's kind of like weird how quickly everything goes. Is that the furthest west you've been? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, no. Let's see. Which further west, that or Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Have you? What, what did you do in Vegas? When did you go to Vegas? October. Oh right. I yeah. think I think Vegas is further west. Yeah, I think Vegas is further west. But yeah, Vegas is the furthest. But hopefully, at some point, I get to California very, very shortly. You know, the 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 course that I work for, they're based out of California, and so the invite's always there. So at some point, I think I'm going to have to at least make a weekend trip to California. A weekend trip. All right, maybe a week, maybe a week. <laughs> well, yeah, but overall, what do you, when you fly, what do you fly, JetBlue or other? I was doing Delta. Delta. Ugh. Yeah, I was doing Delta. No, I mean the prices were really <laughs> good. My price for Colorado was only like was in the two hundreds for round trip. Yeah, because it's so, Delta. Yeah, but did, they don't have they have the. The TVs in front of you, though, or yeah, yeah, they have TVs in front of you. I remember when we when I flew home from Mania, I was on American Airlines, I think, and for for I don't want to say that, but whatever, for the longest time, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been like for the longest time, I've been accustomed to JetBlue, and the yeah. one time. Flying home, I took the American Airlines, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> because it literally, it, it was like a plane straight from my childhood where the TV was... In the front? Uh, like, rose in front of you, above your head. Yeah. And it's like, hey, if you want to watch the the same thing that everyone else on the airplane is watching, then plug in. <laughs> Yeah, no, they I like on the way back I was watching like Joker. Um and I watched Zombieland. That's, that's a great movie to watch on the aircraft. Yeah, I know, it was very weird. But, you know, I it was so early in the morning, I was so tired where I was just like, you know what? I don't care. But yeah. What about you? Anything uh to write home about? Well, I was uh craving beef ribs from smoking owls for a uh, quite some time and i went last week because they had the two for 20 20 deal okay which now i by the way monday i think it's february 24th until april you have uh-huh. 9.99 wow a platter and the appetizers are still thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the appetizers are gigantic. So, well, for the most part. But uh, yeah, so I went to Smoking Owls, got a, uh, a a chopped brisket platter, and then took home the those beef ribs. There you go. So those were so good. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then I mean, I went to Ruby Tuesday also, and then I also went to Tuesday. There you go. There I tried. You go. I, it's weird. I never noticed they had a uh, caramel apple cheesecake slice that I don't recall ever seeing. Uh huh. And I, it's definitely not new, but I got it and I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just wish the apple distribution was uh, was little, was better because it was just little, like jam packed in the middle. Oh, of the slice. So that's kind of weird. Okay. But 
outside of that, I thought it was pretty good. I would get it again. That sounds pretty good. Oh, then, I, I, I also uh, on the trip I had this thing called Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, apparently it's a huge thing in uh, India, Maggie, and it's pretty much cup of noodle soup, but it's like totally respected over there. It's like the go-to meal, uh, it seems, but Maggie is a huge deal, so I ate some of that, but I'm pretty positive it's cup of noodle soup, but... I'm not gonna bash it because you know. I I mean, it, face. it's it's instant soup, yeah. Yeah, it's instant soup. It is instant soup. Uh, my friend Akansha, she made it with ketchup. She put some ketchup in it, and it was pretty interesting. And then Indian food, uh, chicken marsala was the best. It was yeah, like chicken marsala with like, with like it was like chicken, but it was coated in like. It was cooked in a tomato soup. It was actually really good. I'm not a big Indian food guy. I could see myself gradually eating more and more. Like, I'm not big on spicy food, but that I part doesn't myself... bother me. It's just, I'm not like into curry and stuff. Non bread is good. Yeah, that was pretty good. And it... then I like like jasmine rice and stuff. But outside of that, I don't, I don't like the curries and. I, I think like that. that it's good, like with all the spices that they toss in there. I mean, I guess it's healthy for you with there, the turmeric and stuff. There is the what is it, uh, chicken tandoori? Maybe I feel like I've seen that. Let's see, tandoori chicken. Yeah, that's got the red sauce, but it doesn't always have to have the sauce. So mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes I would get that if I were to go. Mm hmm. Which is like yeah. what's I think the last time I went to an Indian restaurant was like 2014. Where where did you like where would you go here? Uh here there well we used to go as kids um by Roosevelt Field um uh, Akbar is, is that place still open or no? Akbar? I don't think that's I don't think it's open anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But Let's I, I'm, see. I'm is Akbar still open. Um yeah, it's open. It, it's huh. in Garden City. I'm interested in like finding a place and going there, just to check it out. Yeah. All right, so and then I, I think there's a place in Rockville Center too that people talk about. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have out, to look into it. Yeah, outside of uh, actually like going out to eat, I mm -hmm. saw a video on YouTube that was like a TikTok video or whatever. Uh huh. Somebody, you smash up Oreos in a mug and pour a little bit of milk and then microwave it and it turns into cake. Uh huh. So I tried it and it turns into cake. Wait, what? You take Oreos, crush them up, add a little and add a little bit of milk, stir it up, microwave it, turns into cake. I was blown away. I don't know how the process works there, but it was. I mean, it was cake. It was weird. Weird. Was it like very, very extremely soft, though? No. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that to actually like work. And at first, I like microwaved it. I think I put too much milk in. Uh huh. And uh, so I just microwaved it more, and then it turned. Voila. In. I was like, "This is this is insane." <laughs> 
Very cool. And I'm wondering if like if it works with other cookies or specifically just Oreos. Give it a shot. Record it. Yeah. Science. Yeah. So, all right. Good deal. Anything else about your week? Oh, it's about it. Well, then, in that case, let's get on to some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which, Kicking off. Yeah. With uh, good old Randy. The legend killer himself. Which blew me away, by the way. People were cheering Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Who cheers Randy Orton after what he did to Edge? Yeah, it's what? Like people forgot. People forgot what happened with Edge. And then Orton is cutting his. He starts cutting his promo. He's like, "I'm not going to be facing Matt Hardy in a no holds barred match." And they, he was like, "They're they're not going to clear. They don't. They're not clearing Matt Hardy." And Matt comes out in the neck brace to question what's wrong with Orton, which triggered a "What the hell" chant, which I liked. <laughs> and then Orton questions. He's like, "What could you even do to me?" You can't do anything. And uh, Matt's like, I, I respect, I respect. Uh, Randy Orton was, I think Randy Orton told Matt that he respected him and Edge. And mm. said that he loves Edge like a brother. And then apologized to Matt. Orton goes to the top of the stage, slowly takes off his sweatshirt. Matt grabs a chair because he's not stupid. And then, uh, and then Orton runs back down to the ring. Orton uh, hits Matt with the hot shot or whatever it is, and uh, hits him with an RKO, and then beats him to hell. Yeah, with a chair. It'd be cool if, like, to continue this stuff with Edge. That, like, if Christian was on backstage, Randy Orton inter- like just attacked oh, yeah. him. Well, that's what I, last week I believe it was last week's episode where I told Chris I was like I. Want to see Edge versus Christian one more time? I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, not Edge versus Christian. Christian versus Orton. Orton, yeah. But yeah. Orton hits the concerto on uh, on the steel steps twice. Yeah, those shots always look like so tough. Like I feel like for that sh- for that shot, you have to really maintain stability and not move your head at all. Like you need full trust in whoever's doing that move. Yeah, and then they so, uh, they showed. Well, see, here's the thing because they like again fans were cheering Orton here, so it was weird. And like sometimes the crowd cutaways, you saw people like cheering it, which I yeah. thought was stupid. But then when they came back from a, I believe it was from commercial break, they were showing a fan that was crying in the crowd, which I thought was fantastic. I love it. And then Matt Hardy released a video on YouTube saying that he will not be, he won't be killed. He's not going to die or whatever. And kind of, I think he reintroduced himself as broken. I'm confused. Like, what's the deal with him in AEW, though? I don't know. And I'm hoping it's not true. I don't know. I don't, I'm hoping it's just a giant swerve. Like, I I feel like he's the exalted one. It has to be a giant swerve, no, because WWE wouldn't use – they wouldn't utilize him just to move him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like they would more likely than not just not have him on TV, have him job for a match, not be on TV, and then not like just let his contract go instead of actually using him in such a thing with Randy Orton. Unless it's like a – if if 
they are actually releasing him, then maybe it's just out of respect. I don't know. I don't, does WWE even do that respect thing? Uh, I mean, for, <laughs> it depends who. I mean, Trish Stratus retired with the championship uh, back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. First matchup we saw was Aleister Black defeating Eric Rowan, which I just think there's something major missing from Aleister Black and his storyline. I think that something is missing from this match totally. Like, this is Eric Rowan just lost. Yeah, the Rowan, well, the Rowan storyline was a mess from the beginning. So, I mean, and then Aleister Black hits the Black Mask twice on Rowan and couldn't even care less what was in the cage. Yeah, I I just don't know how I feel about Rowan losing, though. I mean, he's built up to be this huge thing, so are we going to now think that he could only uh, beat down jobbers? Enhancement talent. Yeah, jobbers. No, enhancement talent. It's 2020. Eh, they do the job. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. But after this, you had Charlotte Flair cutting a promo in the ring, uh, just addressing the entire situation with NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she said that she scratched and clawed her way to make NXT something, and then uh, Ray Ripley came along while it was already a success. Um, but I, I honestly, I just still, I'm pushing hard. I just wish Flair had a manager to speak for her. I know, I know. And then she goes on to talk about Ripley being entitled, and it's like, that's like calling the kettle black. <laughs> you know? Talking also, about entitlement. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it on the Wednesday Night Wars podcast that Chris and I did. Uh, in the middle of Chelsea Green's match, uh, Bianca Belair came into the ring to cut a promo in the middle of the match, as if it was WCW, which I thought was so stupid. But she basically said she's not done with Flair. So I'm wondering if that match is going to be a triple threat match at Mania. Huh. And if it is a triple threat match at WrestleMania, I'd be totally fine with uh, Ripley or Belair being the one to win. I, I'm hoping that, Flair is not the one to win. So that that'd be cool. But I feel like I complained a lot that WrestleMania matches for women were being turned into triple threats. Well, here's the real kicker: is that there was I think they had like six rumored women matches or something. What? Well, you got the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, the Women's Battle Royal, uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship. That doesn't have to be defended. The Tag Team Championships? Yeah, we can hold off. I think that 100% needs to be. I don't know I, if there was another match or if there was just five. I don't know. If this is a nine-hour event, I assure you, I'm not sitting in front of a TV for nine hours. Yeah, well, it's clearly nine hours or whatever. It starts at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. I hate that so much. Why? Seven hours, eight hours. That's awful. Whatever. I mean, it's there's really not much you can do about it. Yeah, trim it down. Don't have I all don't those matches. You, I don't know how you would do that. It's like WrestleMania is the big end all. So, get rid of the women battle royal. Not necessary. It, you, what you what about the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Get rid of it. It's not necessary. Totally not necessary. We have the Royal Rumble. I guess it just gives a reason for 
to utilize to the booked. name Andre the Giant. That's well, it. Yeah, but it also gives a reason for everyone to be booked. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, I mean, they they have to be as less... a fan. You might not care, but as a worker getting a WrestleMania payday, it might be nice. Yeah, it's a it, it's nice to get the payday, but I think that they're being a little bit too freely with that stuff. Don't do the battle royals. I mean, I, I think that it just has to be reduced big time. But next up, you had 24-7 champion Riddick Moss picking up a victory over R-Truth and Mojo. Yeah, they had a uh, segment earlier in the day, I guess, where R-Truth and Mojo tried to win the title from uh, Riddick at the Funko headquarters. But, uh, yeah. This match was basically what it was, and uh, Mojo got into R-Truth's face afterwards, and Truth took him out. Yeah, hit him with his finisher. Yeah. Uh, Up next, you had Drew McIntyre cut a promo about Suplex City and Claymore Country. Paul Heyman came out to introduce Brock Lesnar. However, he then goes, Brock Lesnar's not here. And then he introduces MVP, who... uh, Came out and said he has a problem with Drew McIntyre because he was uh, he disrespected him on the VIP lounge, and then Drew McIntyre went on to defeat MVP. Uh, this kind of ties into what I've been saying that we've seen it a bunch of times recently, where MVP attacked Drew McIntyre before the match, but the match still went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he made quick work of MVP. Uh, I don't know if that's actually MVP's last match cuz there was he, he like put out that post about it being against Rey Mysterio that last time and uh, yeah it's I weird guess, that they yeah i guess now he's hired as a a, a producer so it's kind of similar so, to how we saw it with uh Double J yeah so uh, i don't he know he was used like two more times or three more times yeah so Very I, weird. which i mean of the producers that they've hired i i, I think Maybe we're all waiting for Abyss to <laughs> to get his moment. <laughs> Maybe That's for sure. I don't know. Sanjay Dutt. I'm good on Dutt. Give me Abyss. I mean, I I'm not. I, I no. I think Dutt would be cool, but uh, I think uh, as far as this segment goes, they would be so stupid to not release a three two one shirt. I mocked one up, posted it to Twitter. It should be like kind of like the man shirt or like rise above hate, except it says three, two, one in like McIntyre colors. Yeah, like how that's I would assume that would sell more than Drew McIntyre holding a sword like over his chest. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, after that, we saw Becky Lynch come out uh, with a bag that ended up being filled with money, <laughs> which she just like sprinkles it all over the mat. And uh, says it's the money for the fine that she's going to receive for what she does to Shayna Baszler. Baszler appears on the screen and spoke about how she's in the Elimination Chamber match and how everything's lined up perfectly for her to take the title from uh, Becky at the at Mania. So uh, it sucks that it's like there's literally zero reason why Shayna Baszler needs to be in a Chamber match. Because the story has been written since Survivor Series and they refuse to mention it. And the yeah. only other person in this match that even like remotely has anything to do with Becky Lynch is Asuka. Because we but have she... the Riot Squad in there. And we have yeah. Natalia. 
Yeah, and all of them are involved elsewhere. So I don't understand. I, mean, I, I, I think I really it's just a wasted chamber match. It it that's yeah they shouldn't have the chamber match. I I think that this entire thing with Becky Lynch, like I don't know what your opinions were, but that was the worst spot of the year so far. What the last last, last week where she bit her neck? I see. That, I that I was the don't... worst spot of the year so far. That was see, stupid. I don't, I don't necessarily it, understand it fully, but I yeah, get it if you're it, looking at it at like a Mike Tyson point of view. But but it's stupid. We know that she didn't bite into her neck for real. No, we, we're, but we we're know, not supposed to know that. Dumb yeah, dumb. but it but it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, you, you have Shayna Baszler as uh, tough enough already. She's she yeah. built up. She's built up a, such a reputation with being just uh, take no prisoner kind of an attitude where she'll make you tap and she's been from the U through the UFC. She's best friends with Ronda Rousey. Uh, she has a lot of accolades building in WWE where it states that she's really very tough. She's a tough competitor, but there's no point for her to show that she could bite Becky Lynch's neck and cause her to bleed all over and having the blood from the mouth. It just looked, it was way too gimmicked up. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily understand it, but uh, she was saying how the chamber match plays into her favor because she's used to fighting in a cage. Yeah. Not that, I mean, when you're in a, an octagon, you don't really necessarily use the cage to your advantage. Nope. So, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't think she should have... There's This match is, should be non-existent, in my opinion, but... Yeah. Up next, we saw Angel Garza teaming up with Bobby Lashley to defeat Rusev and Umberto Carrillo. This Lashley and Rusev storyline lost my interest the moment it began. So I think them being involved in this Garza and, and Carrillo feud is just like bringing down the excitement I have towards that feud. Yeah, I don't know why, like, so now Rusev is back? Uh, and then, I, well, I, what do you mean back, though? That there was just, like, what, like, rumors? Is that what you're, like, talking about? Yeah, like, about? there I was rumors, and then he was off TV. crap like but, that. But he was, like, off TV for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, two weeks. I mean, I it just, and now he's back into this thing with Lashley again. And here, like, I don't know, like... With Garza using Rusev's trunks to to win, is this Lashley feud going to continue? I hope not. And they had to bring Rusev back on TV because he's in the, the gauntlet match on Thursday. Yeah, I guess that's the only reason. So, but uh, match up next, we saw Kyrie Sane defeat Natalia. Which, by the way, they they were advertising Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors for Raw in Brooklyn right. in, in March, which now I believe has been changed to Charlotte versus Becky again. Well, I'm happy I'm not going to that. Um, but I feel out of this match, I feel like they're building very slowly and poorly to uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Divas of Doom for Mania. Yeah, I mean, with this one, Asuka knocked out Natalia on the outside of the ring with a kick, uh, leading to Kairi Sane picking up the count-out victory. Which, by the way, would then uh, make the Elimination Chamber match make even less sense if you're, again, just building another match. Like, just don't, don't, 
don't take the middle thing out and just have the one path. Yeah. If you're building to Kabuki Warriors versus Divas of Doom, you should be having Divas of Doom on Raw. You should be having that. Like you, like instead of having Natalia in the Elimination Chamber match, have Kabuki Warriors beat Natalia down, mm-hmm. and then Beth Phoenix makes the save or something. Well, I am happy that they're starting WrestleMania feuds now, instead of like the week before or uh, two weeks before, like most pretty much like every single Undertaker feud that they've had for WrestleMania recently. Yeah, we just passed the the infamous two twenty one date. <laughs> yeah, so I'm at least happy for that. Next up, you had Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders crashing Seth Rollins' sermon. Yeah. Kevin Owens dishing out some stunners. Which, by the way, uh, the new Seth Rollins entrance video Tron thing. Yeah. The, he had the stained glass shirt design. Now is a, a, a Tron design, which I was hoping as soon as he like referred to himself as the Monday Night Messiah, I tweeted out, I hope we get some sort of stained glass like entrance tron and now we have that so i thought that was pretty cool yeah it does look pretty cool i'm surprised that it hasn't really had a lot of complaints about it oh i saw people i I saw yeah i saw one person at least say like as a man of christian whatever yeah Uh man of faith this is offensive blah blah blah. and it's like whatever get over kid vince mcmahon (laughs) vince mcmahon wrestled god like get over it big time Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Kevin Owens came out. He ends the segment, hits uh, Seth Rollins with a stunner while everyone else was in the ring, uh, taken out by the Viking Raiders. And uh, it's weird because, like, sometimes Samoa Joe's involved in this. Sometimes he's not. Yeah, sometimes he's just not booked. Yeah, but uh, apparently he's injured due to a commercial shoot. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, next up, you had the OC uh, oh, hit the by ring. the way, and then afterwards, Rollins was interviewed about this and challenged Kevin Owens and the Raiders to a match on behalf of AOP and Buddy Murphy. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, OC in the ring. Um, AJ Styles back. Yeah, first time since since the Royal Rumble. Really? Yeah, he's out with that injury from from the spear. Wow, I didn't realize it's been that long. Yeah, and they called AJ Styles Mr. WrestleMania. And he was like, I'm the greatest superstar on any roster in any era. And he's like, I don't care who I face at WrestleMania. And listed a bunch of names who he could face. A lot of legendary names. Um, And then Ricochet came out and said that AJ Styles doesn't deserve... Or AJ Styles... uh, told Ricochet he doesn't deserve a title shot. It was weird because, like, he listed Ricochet as, like, number two or three and then continued on with his list, and then Ricochet came out. I was just like, I would have expected Ricochet to come out after his name gets said instead of waiting until he gets through Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, this and that and this and that. Yeah, Uh, but then Ricochet said he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. The OC laughed. They had themselves a, a bit of a laugh. And then Ricochet challenged AJ Styles to a match right then and there, and Anderson steps up, uh, to which Ricochet then goes on to defeat Carl Anderson. I'm not at all sure how this builds him up to face Lesnar. Who knows? 
Like this wasn't the necessarily the go home show to to Super Showdown for Raw. Yeah. But because we have next week's Monday Night Raw as well. But this mm-hmm. I don't that's Carl Anderson's smaller than maybe I guess maybe Monday we're gonna see him versus Gallows and he'll win. Yeah. That's but, what I'm guessing. Yeah, but in the main event, we saw Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders defeat Murphy and the Authors of Pain via disqualification because Seth Rollins got into the ring and attacked Kevin Owens. Um, Authors of Pain took out the Viking Raiders, and then the Street Profits oddly made the, the save. They took out Buddy Murphy and Authors of Pain. Dawkins... Yeah. Dawkins sent in Murphy with that huge pounce. One that would make Keith Lee uh, proud. Yeah, very, very gifable moment there. And then uh, they all, everyone attacked Authors of Pain and Buddy Murphy until Raw ended. But the height that Montez Ford gets on those frog splashes are insane. Yeah, but even still, with all of that being said, I don't understand Street Profits' involvement with Viking Raiders. I don't at all. And it's the but, weirdest thing. Like I said before, Samoa Joe is sometimes involved here. Big Show was he's been I mean, involved. Nothing, nothing, which, nothing. Who who is the tag team champions? It's Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, which is why I, I had high hope that we'd have like some sort of tag team title defense, like that's like the thing, like or whatever. It, it, but then you just do stupid stuff like this. That's the thing. It confuses me because you have Kevin Owens in there, not a tag team, not a tag team. Yeah, Viking Raiders tag team, AOP tag team, Street Profits tag team, Murphy and Rollins tag team. Yet AOP is teaming with the tag team champions. It's I don't know. It's a huge yeah, well, mess. AOP's up. in the group, so that's like yeah, I guess they're in the group together. So are we going to see at WrestleMania a triple threat tag team match? Part of me, I, well, actually, Street Profits, Viking Raiders versus Rollins and Murphy. I don't know. I would highly doubt that, but because then, like, I mean, what's the involvement of Kevin Owens and Rollins, or is Rollins going to be double booked? I would assume like a singles match or something. But that so the tag team ch- title doesn't get defended. Yeah, I don't know. Like he he has a singles feud, but he's the tag team one of the tag team champions. So the only Which thing I can we, see is we saw people... we've seen like uh, WrestleMania what John Cena faced Shawn Michaels they were tag team champions yeah I don't know which uh, sucks but and like with Big Show's involvement who knows what like uh, is he coming back or or not I know he was advertised to face Seth Rollins at Raw in Brooklyn but I think that has also changed to to Kevin Owens now yeah. Well, all right, let's get on to some SmackDown. Yeah, the Usos open it up. Uh, they're, they cut their promo about Miz and Morrison. They bring out the New Day. New Day cuts their promo. Miz and Morrison come out, cut a promo. Ziggler and Rude come out, uh, leading to them to say, let's all just fight right now. Let's not wait. So Usos teamed up with New Day, took on uh, and defeated Miz and Morrison and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. I have no idea why this match even makes any sense. Dolph Ziggler is uh, booked in a program with Otis. I don't know why he's involved here as well. Tag team wrestling? 
this as a go home show to Super Showdown doesn't make sense because it's a it's a singles match tag singles tag match or whatever New Day versus Miz and Morrison. So this wasn't like the two teams that ended the match weren't even them. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. But they had more static during this match, which happened last week, which I ended up having to brush off as just technical difficulties because when they had it the first half of SmackDown, it's like, oh, it's just The Fiend. It's just uh, NWO or something. No, and then we those can't. segments were, were, were tied together. We can't brush it off. But now we can't because it wasn't just static. It was blue. It looked like a Chris Jericho return promo gimmick. And then later on, they had another one, which was like an envelope and like it looked like the insides of a clock or something. So I have to, I can't, I literally, I will be disappointed if it's anyone but the time splitters so far. Huh. It, it literally, it, there's nobody else that, that I mean, Kushida's Titantron looks like that even. I didn't even think about that. I keep on like my Mark dreams is seeing Punk, but I never even thought about time splitters CM with that. Punk, what does he do? I don't know. He's some guy that does broadcasting on backstage. No, but like, what would even like? How would that even associate to him? I have no clue. I have no clue. How did anything on the Titantron relate to Chris Jericho at the time? Well, what do you mean with Chris Jericho? Like when, like the very first time he had the. Yeah, the countdown clock. No, I'm not the cl- the one after that, where it was like all the static and breaking the code. The... Hello. Yeah, but we didn't know about that back then. I mean, did we? I don't know. No, no, it was it was totally new. Yeah, so, but 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 still, it looked like a Jericho uh, return package thing. Teaser. It looked like someone was splitting time. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm putting all my. Uh my want into the time splitters on SmackDown and hopefully we get a good tag team division. SmackDown, by the way, has been a poor, poor program since I want to say Bruce Pritchard took over. Unfortunately. And, uh, prior to that SmackDown was literally my favorite show over Monday night raw, but like, it just seemed like they were going through like the greatest hits. They like, they opened SmackDown. They're like, well, I mean, the Usos and and New Day were great together. Let's have them go out there and cut a promo against other people. Yeah. And then they go out there, and it's like they're just, like, rolling through, like, oh, this is what we used to do. This is what we used to do. Let's I do mean, this, and let's put I mean, them the, out there. I, I think that SmackDown is going into, like, an all-tag team uh, thing. Like, I feel like you have so many tag teams on SmackDown, yet it's still not the best tag team division, even though you have so much. I mean, all it's of the... they're not, they're not actually being used in my yeah, opinion. It's, correctly, it's weird. So. It, it's like weird because all of the tag teams, all of the matches on SmackDown this week were tag team matches besides one uh, ma- male matches. All of them were tag team besides one. So yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, but Next up, we had Mandy. Yeah, Mandy and Sonya were backstage. Tucker came up to question Mandy and why uh, why she texted uh, why she texted Otis that he was that she was running late if she was just going to be there with Dolph or whatever. And and she's like, I didn't what text message. And then Tucker basically tells her off, uh, which got a huge Otis chant there. 
And Mandy said she was looking forward to actually going out with Otis and said that she had a good time with Dolph. And Sonya, maybe it's Sonya trying to split them up, actually. Ooh. Because Sonya here goes, yeah, but Dolph fits you better, not not Otis. Oh, maybe Sonya's trying to play best friend and uh, sabotage her and Otis. Yeah, and then later on, Mandy Rose was waiting for her ride, and Ziggler's like, oh, just, just come with me. I don't know why they're leaving in the middle of SmackDown, but... <laughs> I mean, I also don't know why Otis is just creepily... I don't know how... Well, first of all... She was looking at him. What do you mean? Uh, well, she was p- facing his direction on the phone. I don't know how... No, what do you mean? She was... But, like, he was behind a case. Yeah. yeah Maybe he was, was trying to build up courage to speak to her. So he's going to hide? Lady, and then... Pretty lady. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't understand with the camera angle and everything. I don't understand how we did not see Otis in that scenario. Otis is like a magician. I mean, how did we not see him roll out from under the ring in at Royal well, Rumble? Because they didn't show us that. But exactly, he's a magician. We need that masked magician guy to tell us the secrets. <laughs> I don't want to know the secrets of Otis. But yeah, so Otis sees it after uh, she leaves, is looking all sad. So. Sad Otis. Yeah, but you bring up a good point. Maybe Sonya is trying to uh, sabotage. But what happens if this does end up where? Um, I don't know. Where what they? Split? I could I could see it being that way. Like it totally fits because then you have Sonya go heel and Mandy remain face. Yeah, I could see something like that. That was by the way, where another. Uh... Yeah, another time splitter. Yeah. But uh, going back into the night after the, the original Mandy segment, we had Renee Young interview Lacey Evans in a backstage sit-down interview. Lacey Evans said that she realized she was a bully because of what Sasha Banks and Bailey were doing. And then she tried to spin the whole nasties thing as like, oh, you could use it for everything. Like, oh, nasty, what up? <laughs> and uh, then she spoke... About the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which had me completely confused. Because I'm like, wait a minute, are we not getting a male Elimination Chamber match this year? Huh. Because it made it seem like she was going to be in a SmackDown Women's Chamber match. Mm -hmm. So that had me confused, but nothing's confirmed yet. It's very interesting. Matchup next we saw was Elias and Braun Strowman defeat Cesaro and Nakamura in the second ever Symphony of Destruction match. The first one, of course, taking place on Monday Night Raw between Braun Strowman and Elias a while back. So I popped for that that they were tagging in this. But uh, this I, it's one of it's basic like the the whole like gimmick hardcore style match. But this was actually like this was fun. Like it was cool. Well, yeah. I mean, the I, original the original Symphony of Destruction match was fun. The the only disappointment was that Strowman didn't smash the piano when yeah, he did the well, slam into it. Well, I mean, he did go through it though. Eh. The, the top was broken. Yeah, I, I would have done breakaway legs. Yes, I was hoping that that the piano was going to break also. But yeah, you I, know, I liked I, like I Cesaro. Cesaro, I would have gimmicked it up a little bit. I like Cesaro and Nakamura hitting the, the double suplex through the stand-up base onto Strowman. 
Yeah, yeah. I liked Nakamura went for the Kinshasa after he, he hits the gong, whatever, and then does like the nunchucks gimmick with yeah. the mallets, and then went to hit the Kinshasa and, and did it into the gong. So I thought that was cool. It would have been funny if he went for the nunchucks and then Elias just kicked him in the groin. <laughs> I feel like that's something from like Three Ninjas or something. Yeah. You know, like you have one guy going for the nunchucks, doing everything like really fancy and stuff, and then the other guy just kicks him between the legs the, the I, two parts that i didn't like about this though were the fact that they got put through tables because yeah. it, i mean you're it's like a whole like instrument thing table you don't necessarily i mean you can make music from a table but i mean you have to set the instruments up on something yeah but there's no reason to actually use the table i feel like there's like other things you could go through like he went through the instrument you could smash a ukulele yeah Ukulele. I like that we got the uh, the cowbell again. Yeah, we did get the cowbell. Yeah, so oh. it was a it was a fine match. Probably uh, maybe my favorite match of this evening. Well, I mean, look at what you're choosing from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up next, though, Baron Corbin was interviewed about his match at Super Showdown, and he said he's going to be replacing Roman Reigns as the leader of the SmackDown locker room, which. Right away has me thinking Corbin has no chance. No chance I, in winning <laughs> this match. But this has been something that like has been a thing for a long Dude, time. Oh like, this has God. been since Survivor Series. Dude, they showed – was it even before Survivor Series though? It, yeah, it was before Survivor Series. But Survivor Series is that moment where like Corbin was saying that he's the king of SmackDown and he's going to lead the locker room. And then Roman Reigns interfered being like – Hey, everybody, listen up. And then everybody listened to him. They had the absolute nerve to replay like nine months or however many months of this storyline. It feels like it's been 10 months before earlier in this night or whenever they did it. I was like, we don't need this recap. This is way too many months to be recapping right now. (laughs) And just when you think the video ends, it goes on to the next chapter from like two weeks ago. I'm like, end this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, geez. Uh, but up next, we had a moment of bliss with the Bella Twins. Very odd to announce the Bella Twins. It was their hometown. Uh, Nikki Cross was was sick, so she was pulled from the segment. Nikki. But Alexa Bliss announced that it was a special Hall of Fame edition of a moment of bliss, which there goes the pop factor. I think that was kind of stupid for her. For them to have her say that. And then then she announces. She's like let's recap the Hall of Fame so far. Batista. NWO. And then she brings out the Bella Twins. As the newest inductees. To the WWE Hall of Fame. To be announced for this year. Uh, which really shocked me. That they got no pop. Yeah. Because it was... it's their hometown. It was, And the segment itself was a flop. In my it opinion. Yeah. It was literally just them like, oh, you don't want to hear that. They want to hear about us being pregnant, blah, blah, blah. We do this. And nobody nobody, nobody nobody cared. Nobody cared. It made no sense. It was your hometown. How did that happen? Yeah. And then Daniel Bryan brought out Birdie. They they celebrated before his match, which uh, got a little bit of a pop. But I, I don't understand what the hell they were thinking. This should have just been a video package. I don't know, man. I don't. I, that was. It was so bizarre to have the Bella Twins on TV and not have any reaction in the, in a hometown. Yeah, 
But I know. And as far as them going into the Hall of Fame, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm happy. I think it's a little too soon. But again, I'm still I'm fine with it. They've done so much in the business, so Yeah. It's Yeah. I mean I, I think that they're definitely Hall of Fame worthy. And I'm I'm really happy that they're not like the showcase like they're not the lead or anything like right. that. But you also would have figured it would have been next year that they'd go in because it's Hollywood and everything, but yeah, but I, I liked uh, Gold Dust. What? That'd be nice if Gold Dust got inducted next year. I, given his status, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, All right. so it's it's cool. Uh, up next, we saw Daniel Bryan defeat Heath Slater. Gulak, uh, Drew Gulak, was on commentary. This this whole segment stemmed from a backstage thing earlier in the night. Um, where Gulak was talking to Daniel Bryan, pitching him like a PowerPoint, and Heath Slater was there, and he's like, "I wasn't ready," and now he's like, "I'm ready. I'm always ready." So I thought that was funny. But uh, this match, it was a quick, quicker match. But I, I liked uh, Gulak yelling at at Heath Slater to get down from the top rope. Yeah. So that like we we see that still with his character, and then Heath Slater ended up missing. The, the top rope, but when this whole segment like started like to roll, mm-hmm. I thought we were about to see Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" So I, I, I have to, I have to assume maybe we're gonna get that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping we get that. Yeah. So I would be totally fine with that. Yeah, but after that, we saw a Sheamus promo, typical to, to it's very similar to what we've seen in his past uh, recent promos where it's his music playing and he's cutting a promo talking about ridding uh smackdown of shorty g and apollo cruz and now he said that it's time for him to start hunting bigger prey where i'm hoping the end game of this is the intercontinental championship mm-hmm. and he goes and enters the elimination chamber match has me even more confused. Are they doing three <laughs> Elimination Chamber matches this year? Yeah, about that. I don't understand what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Who it's, does three Chamber matches in one night? I don't know. It's going to be crazy. That blew me away. I was like, I was, I'm still so baffled, confused, everything. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, after that, they had Shorty G speaking to Apollo Crews backstage. And Crews is like, I don't need your pep talk. You handle your business your way. I'll handle my business my way. I'll deal with Sheamus on my own. So it was kind of like heelish. So uh, And apparently he worked uh, a, a dark match prior to SmackDown as a heel. Huh. Yeah, so I think we're going to see Apollo Crews be a heel. And hopefully... Uh, him and Shorty G will be in the Elimination Chamber match if, I mean, if there is one. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. I mean, I guess it would be to who's, to to see who faces The Fiend next. Yeah, I would assume so. But who do we think is going to be facing The Sheamus? Fiend? Well, we'll have, let's see, Sheamus, Apollo Crews. Actually, I don't know. Do we see a Crews and Gable even in this match? Who? Let's just. Let's I don't put, think so. I, I don't know. Maybe how, Gable, how, how would they? 
So let's say Sheamus, Apollo Crews, Gable, or whatever, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, King Corbin, who would be a sixth person? Braun Strowman is the IC champion. Yeah. Although if, if, if Strowman, if Braun Strowman is in it, then it could set up Sheamus mm-hmm. versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. So who knows? But up next we had the number one contender match to see who will be facing Bailey at Super Showdown. Naomi picks up the victory over Carmella, which I fully expected Carmella to win this. But uh, Bailey ends up getting tossed from ringside, which didn't really get a pop. And normally that spot does. We get a pop. Yeah, so I, I think this crowd literally just couldn't care less where they were. No. I, I don't know. And as, as for this match, though, I thought it was super slow. I feel like both of them normally work a lot faster. I, it was like a, a weird mishmash of a match. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't I think that this working. match was, I don't know, there was nothing to entice me to pay attention to it, to care for it, to watch it. Period. Yeah, but uh, Naomi picks up the victory. She's going to Saudi Arabia for the first ever women's championship match there. Uh, Closing SmackDown, we had Goldberg. Literally the loudest pop of the night. Nobody cared about anything else happening on SmackDown. And then Goldberg's music hit and everybody cheers. Something is wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if people only care about Goldberg as opposed to the whole current roster, you're doing it wrong. But I I agree. I mean, Goldberg should not be the biggest pop of the night. Absolutely not. Absolutely so, not. No. And no. Uh, but the the well also by the way, Firefly Funhouse got a huge pop. That that cut off Goldberg. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray introduces Goldberg to to Abigail and Mercy, Huskis, and Ramblin' Rabbit, who's marking out for for Goldberg, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, man, you're my favorite. Yeah, and then Bray Wyatt uh, is like, there's been one more person dying to meet you. And then the lights go out, and when they come back on, Goldberg's like, oh, it's the Fiend, and you're behind me. (laughs) <laughs> and Goldberg takes him out with a spear. The Fiend got up for a second spear. The lights go out, came back on, no Fiend. This, I swear to God, I don't know if it's going to remind you or if you even remember it, but this segment where, where Goldberg calls like, oh, obviously it's the Fiend and obviously you're behind me and no sold how like spooky and scary the Fiend is supposed to be reminded me of Donald Trump and and Boogeyman. Oh, we're boogeyman. Uh, I'm coming to get, and he goes, yeah, whatever. I'll take a cheeseburger or whatever he does. <laughs> like that was like where Trump completely no sells how like boogeyman is supposed to be. I the, thought the, it was the, the uh, Miss America o- contestant ran away, but or whatever she was. I thought that it was okay because it showed that Goldberg wasn't fearful or anything like that. And you, I mean, he is a powerhouse in the in wrestling, so you don't want him to be fearful of the fiend. So for him to go right at the fiend, but the fiend to get up, I'm, I think it was fine. I mean, the fiend didn't get up completely. He just he got up, looked at him in like his like uh, crouched position, and right. then disappeared. Which I'm like hoping to God that that means Goldberg is not winning the championship. 
I don't think he is. I don't think he is winning the championship. I think that the Fiend has too many tricks up his sleeve. So I definitely don't see that happening. But uh, speaking of that match, we have a pay-per-view taking place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at the Mohammed Abdu Arena on the Boulevard. What a venue title. Yeah. Uh, Matches taking place that are announced at least. We have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a steel cage match. Got to go with Roman Reigns here. Um, uh, Which, yeah. by the way, not sure. Did you see anything from AEW this week? No, I actually did not watch it. So they introduced their cage match. Uh-huh. And I see a bunch of people on Twitter saying WWE is copying AEW. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. they have a steel cage match? Yeah. Come on, bro. And they have a steel cage match for uh, for Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Interesting. I think people were saying that WWE was uh, copying AEW because they were showing off new figures. Hello, it's Toy Fair. <laughs> Who cares if they're copying, <laughs> ripping them off? If they're they're probably releasing pictures. I don't think they are though. That they're, they're not ripping. I mean, WWE releasing pictures of figures is not ripping AEW off because AEW announced new figures. It's Toy yeah. Fair that happens during Toy Fair. Yeah. We have a gauntlet match for the two-wake trophy. We have AJ Styles versus Andrade making his in-ring uh, return after being suspended. Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, Rusev, and R-Truth. Um, I'm going to say because the, the, the OC have their best in the world tag team, best tag team in the world trophy. I'm going to say AJ Styles wins this gauntlet match and takes home the two-wake trophy. And then they, the three of them become like the best stable in the world. And then I don't know where they, that leads to. I was. Yeah, I got to. Yeah. AJ Styles makes the most sense, especially because like at the Saudi Arabia events, I feel like it's more fan. It's more pure fantasy booking instead of like, I, I hate to say logically, but it's more fantasy booking than how a normal storyline would play out. There's, like I don't know if that makes any sense. No, like I feel like sense, the yeah. like I feel like the big names are going to be the victorious ones at an event like this. So yeah, I agree. I see AJ Styles. Um, also, I don't know. I was kind of thinking that like Alistair Black's thing would lead to the Undertaker, but there are rumors that it's supposed to be AJ versus Taker at Mania. Huh. So, all right. Um, uh, let's go into the. Uh, Let's say the uh, tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins and Murphy defending against Street Profits. Oh, that just doesn't sound right. Yeah, I just finished that sentence and I think... Let's, like, let's rewind that. Yeah, okay. Or no, it should have been... Yep, yep. Oh, now you, uh, do you have a pencil? I think he's just like, with that entire mishmash, you kind of like overlap the everything. So we need to put the pencil, the cassette tape. I think you kind of messed that one up. Oh. But WWE Raw Tag Team Championship on the line. Rollins and Murphy. No, that's the reason why it didn't sound right is because you didn't say Buddy Murphy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <but. laughs> All right. WWE Raw Tag Team Championship on the line. Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Oh, now you don't say Seth Rollins. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy here, though. Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. 
Hashtag Wiki. It'd be great if the Prophets won and they, because they're like an actual tag team. They're actually being used as a tag team. Rollins is having singles feuds. Uh, oh, maybe that, you know, Kevin Owens can interfere. Um, Costing them the match because that, that, then, that clear, then that clears up everything that we spoke about earlier with Rollins being meshed in there while be also being with Kevin Owens. That would clear him up for WrestleMania for a singles match. Right, but I don't think Kevin Owens attends these. But then you could have Profits versus... But I don't think Kevin Owens attends these, so... Huh. Yeah. All right. Also, by the way, John Cena's coming to SmackDown next week. I'm actually excited for that. In his hometown. It's crazy. Like, I actually really miss John Cena in action. I, I don't care who you... I don't care if you're a fan or not a fan. I think you have to respect him for what he's done for wrestling. And I think that he actually has proven over time that he is one of the greats. Yes. Yeah, SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. We have the New Day. New Taking on the team of Miz and Morrison. Um, I'm going to stick with the New Day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going New Day retaining on that one. Uh, woman, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Bailey defending against Naomi. I'm gonna go with Bailey. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bailey too. For the WWE Universal Championship, we have the Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Goldberg. I'm gonna say the Fiend. I agree. I'm gonna go with the Fiend. And in what might not be the main event, (laughs) for the WWE Universal Championship, we have Brock Lesnar defending the championship against the challenger, Ricochet. I'm going to say, obviously, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, definitely Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like I don't see any other outcome. Yeah, so we're picking everybody retains and then the big names winning. The only champion that I could actually see like changing hands is Naomi, but this close, it's, this close to WrestleMania season, I not I'm not like a big fan of that, especially because it's like really kind of is a throwaway. Paper yeah, game. and we and we haven't seen Sasha Banks' involvement with it. Right. I feel like I feel like Bailey won't. I feel like Bailey will hold on to the title until Sasha Banks comes back, whether Sasha Banks is on her side or not. But I feel like. She's going to maintain it until then. So I, I wish that Carmella was in this, though. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I would, I would, I was hoping that Naomi was going to win the championship at Mania. But okay, I don't know how. Now that you have this, I don't know how you would get to there. I don't, I don't think know. you can. I would assume. No. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Sasha Banks versus Bailey at Mania, and I'll mark the hell out. I, if they actually give it the same amount of time and like, like attitude, kind of that yeah. they had for for takeover, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense because no, she's it wouldn't. Out. It wouldn't make sense. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, it would be. I would like to see Banks Bailey at WrestleMania, but with how Banks was taken out by uh, Evans with the ankle and stuff, it just it wouldn't fit for me. Yeah. But. All right, so that is the Saudi Arabia event. Hey, Brandon, you have any uh, shout-outs? 
Tess is and chic and you watch her, you listen to the brandish shoutouts. First shout out goes to Kathy Kelly. Her last night with WWE was NXT TakeOver, and it's uh kind of sad to see her go. Yeah. She's I been mean, a she's been a big part of WWE Digital for the past four years, as well as NXT TV, uh SmackDown. We've been watching well. her ever since, like, her on YouTube doing, like, the uh, office shows, kind of, where she would walk around Connecticut doing co- uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> like, so, I mean. Yeah, so they, it sucks. She's, yeah. uh, she, the, on the, the, the night of TakeOver, they, they uh, officially made her, a, I guess, an unofficial official member of Undisputed Era as well. Man, we kind of have watched, we watched her uh, really grow in the field yeah and it, it sucks to see someone like her go because you can see that she's actually a fan so i don't know what her next chapter is but best of luck to you uh bob ross getting that second shout out i think it's great that they have episodes of his tv show joy of painting on uh is it joys of painting no the joy of painting joy on twitch and it's always nice to watch he's like it's it's incredible to see that like you could look away for a second and miss so much. Yeah. But it's awesome that he keeps you entertained for 30 minutes while he takes a blank canvas and just turns it into a whole landscape. When you're talented, you're talented. Yeah. It sucks. Like, I don't know if there's any like Bob Ross paintings out there that are really for sale, but I actually thought about that too. I was going to look that up, but I never did. But that'd be interesting. I saw a few on eBay, Uh huh. but they were like, um, super expensive. Uh huh. But I think like ultimately a bunch of them just went to like PBS employees and viewers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure that they ha- they would sell them at some point. But then I think I know I don't think Bob was about that. And Bob Bob doesn't seem like he would be about it. I don't think he was. I think uh, uh, he painted them, and a bunch of them are in like a storage facility, just sitting there doing nothing. Huh. But I, I think a majority of them went to to employees of PBS and donors. Very interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're a Bob Ross fan, check it out. Twitch TV slash Bob Ross, I believe. Uh, and then it's fun to chat in the chat because people are like pretending as if he's actually there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like funny, but uh, last shout out goes to WWE Ruthless Aggression, which is the follow up series to the Monday Night Wars released on WWE Network. So far, they've had the introduction to Ruthless Aggression and an episode about John Cena. Um, they have. Uh, Evolution, SmackDown vs. Raw, and one other one I think announced already. Mm-hmm. So, I was a big fan of the Monday Night War series. I, uh, I'm, I've i watched both episodes that are out so far for Ruthless Aggression. I'm a fan of it. I, I really want to watch the series. Yeah. I think I would really like it. Yeah. But uh, those yeah. are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Outward. Right, our mark out moment of the week. I didn't, uh, 
I didn't get to mention it last week, but Davy Boy Smith Jr. was on the bump last week in studio with Tyson Kidd and Natalia, so I, I marked out for that. Yeah, and maybe. Now there's, uh, now there's rumors of, of uh, Davy Boy Jr. being there because uh, his father might be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame this year. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Um, I also, speaking of the Ruthless Aggression series, I marked out because they interviewed Mark Jindrak for it. Huh. Marco Corleone. Yeah, and I assume he'll have to be on the Evolution episode since he was originally in that group. I would assume. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. you have any mark out moments? Um, yeah. I marked out for, uh, let's see. I mark- definitely... I was huh? going to say, did you mark out for our tweet being on WWE Backstage this week? Yes, I actually did. <laughs> I I did mark out for that. After, what, nine years it's been? Or whatever, not really nine years, but what, seven years since our, our appearance on a WWE programming? Yeah, no, I marked out, let's see, I was watching some of John Wick, and he started doing some wrestling moves during the movie. I was just like, oh, belly and belly suplex. And then he did the angle suplex. I was just like, sick. Like angle slam? Yeah, angle slam. Keanu? Yeah, Keanu. Hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, that's a good way to... I also uh, marked out, we spoke or mentioned briefly Toy Fair. Uh-huh. Heavy machinery they showed off with the Yolo County Tag Team Championships. Yolo County. Yeah, you remember they had the cardboard tag team championships from the uh, that like the two enhancement talent guys had, and and heavy machinery won it from them. I don't remember. Oh man, it was such a fun part of SmackDown. Back when SmackDown was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. One of them was uh, AJ Kirsch, who's now oh, in MLW. Kind of yeah, remember. remember they're like their cardboard tag teams. They're like the circle championships. Yeah. Maybe if you saw it. Maybe, maybe. Hey, take it home. Take it home. Yeah, but uh, that's our show, and since you opened, I'll let you exit. Ah, you are so (laughs) kind. So kind. All right, well, thank you very, very much for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure you check out all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com. Go check us out, Google, Stitcher, Radio, and anywhere else that you want to just find us. But... Time to take it home. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Hello.